spotlight and, seemingly overnight, into the purgatory of semi-obscurity. At least, that was how her story was told in a two-part feature the Post-Gazette ran on Lisa when, almost a decade ago, she abruptly returned to her hometown. With her tail between her legs, as one self-satisfied neighbor had put it. According to the paper, Lisa claimed she tried to reconcile with her family but was flatly rejected. As broken in spirit as she was financially, Lisa had no choice but to seek work here in the city. After six weeks, she landed a job as a clerical assistant in the CEO's suite at Harland Industries, a Fortune 500 favorite. After six months, she landed the CEO himself. Lisa Campbell and Charles P. Harland, 30 years her senior, were married in a private ceremony in Barbados. Accompanying the feature story was a series of photos of the happy couple, now back in Pittsburgh, relaxing in the expansive, manicured gardens of the billionaire's gated estate in Tony Fox Chapel. A few people thought the marriage was romantic, a damaged, unhappy woman's dream come true. Most thought it was a scandal, or else a cruel joke played on a deluded old man. Regardless, in the years since, Lisa and Harland had become a fixture among the city's wealthy and powerful, hosting charity events, attending lavish premieres, jetting off to vacations in exotic locales, blending in quite easily with the heirs of the Melons, the Scaifes, and the Carnegies, until apparently some undisclosed illness landed Harland in a wheelchair. Since this was hardly my crowd, Everything I knew about Lisa and her life nowadays came from the occasional news item that caught my eye, or some piece of gossip excitedly shared with me by one of my more star-struck patients. Which was why now, ushering the sharp-tongued middle-aged woman into my office, it was difficult to match her name to that of the seductive young girl I recalled from the magazine. To be honest, the present-day Lisa Campbell looked like any number of proud, arch-women in designer clothes who stride purposely through newly gentrified Shadyside, kids long since grown and flown, resigned to the inattention of their workaholic husbands, defined by their jewelry. Lisa paused before taking a seat, giving my office the same kind of cool appraisal with which she'd favored me. The antique marble-top desk, cherrywood cabinets— my battered Toomey briefcase, books jammed into wall shelves, psych journals piled in more or less tidy stacks in the corners, another broad picture window slightly opened to let in the late March breeze, the pale diffused sunlight, the muffled sounds of the street life below. Finally, sitting upright on the chair opposite mine, she composed herself into a picture of grim determination, jaw set, legs demurely crossed, only her clear hazel eyes, blinking, betrayed any anxiety. A long silence. I must admit, I said finally, I was surprised when you called for an appointment. How do you know about me? Don't be so fucking coy, okay, Doc? It's very unattractive in a man. Her gaze narrowed. And I might as well warn you up front, I got a real mouth on me. Duly noted. The thing is, I know about you because everyone knows about you. The famous trauma shrink. I'm not a shrink. I'm a clinical psychologist. Either way, you must have one hell of a publicist. Sorry to disappoint you, but... No shit. That is a surprise, Dr. Rinaldi, given how often you've been on the news. Not by choice, I assure you. 
Last couple years, it's mostly been a case of wrong place, wrong time. She shrugged, unconvinced. Whatever. Besides, I had my people do the customary due diligence before choosing you. Well, my husband's people. So I know all about you. I risked a smile. Really? Really. She reached into the Louis Vuitton bag on her lap, withdrew a single piece of paper and peered down at it through the bottom half of her progressive lenses. Let's see. I know your father was a cop and an alcoholic, and that your mother died when you were very young. In your late teens, you became an amateur boxer. God knows why. Golden gloves, Pan Am games. Looks like you didn't set any records, though. She cleared her throat. Then you went to Pitt, making it all the way through grad school, the first one in your family to even go to college, though by the time you got your Ph.D. in psychology, your father, poor bastard, had passed away too. Cirrhosis of the liver.